Oh, and we are recording. We are on <sighs> episode 377. We're really doing it. <laughs> really out here making content. It's going to be me and you this time, bucko. I get some tent. No JMO. No. No Aaron or Elena. It's going to be tough for them to make it down. That greedy baby has destroyed uh, the show. Uh, that greedy, grasping baby. I hate that baby. <laughs> it's a name of an episode. I, know. I hate that baby. Saw the baby this morning. She was. Uh, they have these contraptions now that do all the work for you. So parenting is not hard. It's like a thing that rocks it for you. No, oh, that's old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they used to have a crank. Yeah, thing, Elena you know? said her mom's had a crank one, mm. and uh, my mom might have had something like that. I don't know. But she was rocking back and forth, sound asleep. And I've never seen a baby wake up stoked. Like she woke up, she was like, what's up? She was like smiling and laughing and shit. And I nice. held her for like five seconds and threatened to throw her through a window if she didn't give me my friends back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Um, hey, look, we got a problem here, me and you. <laughs> we got beef. It's a little bit socially unacceptable for me to do anything to you right now. but Bit of a bone to pick. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she's holding her head up now and doing all the things that they're supposed to do at this age, I suppose. I don't know when that starts. Their heads are so much larger than the rest of them. Yeah. It's like three quarters of their existence is their dome. Well, I mean, human beings only literally only have one gift, and that's the brain. Yeah. We, we are puny and pathetic in virtually every other way. Yeah. It's weird that your eyes don't grow. Your eyes are the same size they always are. That's weird. The eyeballs. Isn't that crazy? The old eyeballs. Yeah, the old eyeballs stay the same size your entire life. They said one of her teeth is starting to come in, and I was oh like, God. that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. going to enjoy the shit they out gotta, of that. Get some cocaine. every doctor will tell you it doesn't cause a fever. It causes a fever. I hate it when they fucking do that. I've been told that it does. I don't know, but I've been told that it does. Annie had, oh. They're going to start buying cocaine just to rub on her gums. Yeah, that's why they're going to buy That's why they're going to buy cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll say. Yeah. Uh, they probably did that in like the 20s and shit. Elena's all mommed up. Is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's getting drunk at noon. <laughs> <laughs> She's really leaning into the wine thing. Is she really? No. Okay. No. It'd be do, funny do, if she was. Do they have live, laugh, love? I'd support it. No, I don't place. think so. They had like... Um, uh, the etc. ETC. No, was, they had just... Something you wouldn't expect 30-something parents to uh, have on the TV when you get there. Like It was like uh, trailers for podcasts like Joe Rogan and and Mike Tyson. They're going to be cool parents. Guys. Yeah, they should be. Emma's first word is going to be cunt. <laughs> if I have anything to do with it, get her around me long enough. It was actually on Neighbors. She's like, <laughs> they were. She, Rose Byrne was cussing and fucking Rogan was like, hey, come on, tone that down here. It's not cool here. <laughs> We're on track for her first word to be cunt. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It, no, it's a hilarious it's a word. party trick. It's a word. Yeah. They don't know what the word means. They just know it makes daddy laugh whenever you say it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. I am. I'm pretty beat. I, I could have played another round today. I knew Aaron was feeling it. And I knew he would because it is a pretty up and down course in some spots. It lulls you into uh since oh this is gonna be a nice flat course and there's like four holes in a row it's like yeah I think and I knew Aaron wasn't gonna be feeling it because he was wearing his work boots 
to play disc golf. Steel, uh, steel-toed work boots. Nice. They weigh 14 pounds apiece. He was walking around with two balls and chains on his feet. He said his uh, his hiking shoes that he usually wears when he plays have shrunk or something like that, which I guess is possible because if they get wet and stuff, they don't want to come leather? Back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Leather, so, leather tends to buckle and, and shrink. Yeah, so he didn't. He's worried. I said, you have to go buy some fucking shoes for fuck's sake. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I use them for everything. Well, there's... He thought it was going to be muddy, and they mm. have, those have holes in them and stuff. Or he, I, I guess he would have put up with them being tight. I need a new pair, but these are old. I mean, they last forever. They're never going to stop making those. No. Why would they? Yeah, it's a, it's an easy few million, probably $10, 15000000 million a year just for that. Oh, shit. More than that. Who kidding? owns Converse now? Is it, It's gone back and forth between Nike used to own them for a while, Adidas owned them for a minute. Hmm. Just because it's always Chuck Taylors are always a moneymaker. Right. And nobody wants the Nike version of Chuck Taylors. They just want the Chuck Taylors. Exactly. I mean, they've tried to. I had a pair of Chunk Taylors. Hmm. They were like boots, kind of. They were pretty badass. Did they go all the way up to your. Uh, no. Have you seen those? Yes. The indie pro wrestlers would sometimes wear them when no, they couldn't no, afford real boots. They're real fucking. Uh, that's a real Harley Quinn fucking thing to do. Or, or a girl who wants to be Harley Quinn. That's a whole subculture that I'm really getting tired of. Really? The Harley Quinn. Has really been, been uh, irking at you? Yes. Really been chipping away? You've really been uh, needling. Yeah, really like, been grinding the old gears. <laughs> We've been get, getting the <clears throat> knitting needle and poking it in my fucking side. Just really stabbing you with the, the Harley Quinn worship. Well, after this, these messages, we'll get into it. I'm going to pretend like there's a commercial on the other side here. There's not. Are you talk? Are we? Are we? We're talking right through it. Okay. So this is being recorded. Yeah. Okay. Sure is. <laughs> All this is being documented. Professionals. Yep. Pro fish. Don't tell me. We never said it was going to be a good show. It's just a show. Dedicated listeners in here. Yeah, all, all 15. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Do You do something. You do something if you don't like it. Won't be as good as this. Tell you that. The free market says you can make whatever you want. And the market has decided we are not wanted. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. We're like carowinds. Yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep making music and recording songs whenever I get a chance. It's a park nobody wanted to yeah, go to, and they just made an amusement park, baby. And the we're Christian- not Kings Island. We're not. We're Carowinds. We're down fuck here. You. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Charlotte. Six Flags is right there. Like, Char- fuck six Let me tell you, Charlotte. If you're in North Carolina and not living at the beach, you shouldn't have moved to fucking North Carolina. It's like West Virginia. The, yes, it's the only the only reason to move south is to live at the beach. If you want to live in the mountains, move to West Virginia. You know why? Mm-hmm. We're better anyway. Yeah, we remember the old ways. I'll tell you that much right now. A lot of us really do. <laughs> when I say us, I mean other people. Me and obviously me, not I know them. I don't know how to do most of them. I can't skin a bucket or run, run a, a trout line. line. I can't really do that, but I can figure it out. Sure. It's in my blood. Sure. I mean, mitochondrial memory. I've helped do it before. Uh, I mean, it's one helps I, don't think, I, I feel like it's one of those things that they make it out to be a lot more difficult than it actually I is. I might not be able to do it well, but I bet I could do it. How's that? I bet you it wouldn't <laughs> take long to learn how to do it well. Yeah, I've seen everybody do it. And I bet you... You've got a steady hand. But, but I tell you this, people who do things, I've noticed this about myself, people who do things don't do them like I do them. That's true. Because I, I get anything. obsessed with that. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, or if you figure out a different way to do something and that's not the conventional way. Well, but it's also just wanting to succeed. It's like at my job. I feel like I'm very good at it because I have learned you know, not tricks necessarily, but techniques that make me good at it. I feel I'm very good at it. Right on. Yeah. Um what a day. Um uh, so what are you gonna talk about? <laughs> I'm beat up, dude. I'm sunburned. <laughs> we played a skins match this morning. We everybody went and bought five dollars worth of scratchers. Yeah, and a skins match is uh, whoever wins the hole gets a scratcher. Sure, and sometimes everybody gets the same score on the hole, so that skin moves to the next hole. So the next hole is worth two scratchers. What's that called when it goes to the next hole? Bump, it's a push, a push, a poosh. A we a call push. it a poosh. And uh, Adam and Nikki won most of the scratchers. I won two, and uh, Aaron won one. How disgusted would you have been if it was like a million dollar fucking hitter? Uh, I think they might have got thirty five bucks. Right. Yeah, we just bought one dollar scratchers. That was it. Well, um, I mean, you can still win like a lot of money. You on can those. still win a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, but uh, they won most of them. Adam played the best he's ever played today. I think he birdied the first two holes, mm. and uh, I didn't. Bur- I didn't get a birdie in either of my rounds. I had some pretty good throws. Aaron had some pretty good throws. I'll tell you what, when Aaron decides that whenever the newness of this stupid baby wears off, <laughs> he decides to fucking hang out with the boys or go out on his own and start practicing, he's going to be good. Yeah. He had some fucking throws. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. He gets he slings that little sidearm, that cute little, I call it a handsome little sidearm. <laughs> he slings that thing. It's handsome. <laughs> it is handsome. And, and whenever he gets it just right, about – Today it was about twenty percent with it. When he gets it just right, that some bitch, it goes straight forever. And if he throws, he throws the right disc with it, it doesn't fade out and go into the woods. And whenever he decides to to start doing it, he's gonna be fucking good. Elena too. Whenever she decides, because uh, she was a softball player, she, mm-hmm. that sidearm will come natural to her. Mm-hmm. And then work on your backhand later. Um, get that sidearm going. I still can't throw the sidearm because I'm trying to teach myself to throw right handed. Right. Yeah. I can't do a very good left-handed either. I can. I'm just like a ripper. You know? Doesn't it feel like you? Whenever you played, you played right-handed too. Mm-hmm. It was. It's weird for me trying to throw the disc backhand left. Power movements, f- uh, technique, finesse movements. But that's why, for some reason, I play guitar right-handed too. Because I figured my left hand is the one doing all the intricate things. Ooh, well, okay, yeah, you know that's I mean? reversed. Yeah, I mean for that, that's I don't know. And I always thought left-handed should be the way that right-handed people play, but it's not. But it's just in the way that you use it. Hold <laughs> on. God, we're good at this. Oh, man, you thought I'd have a drop of that by now, but I don't. Hold on, we'll we'll get it. I'll I'll edit this out, and it'll cut. Right You're not in. editing anything. <laughs> it'll cut right in. Everybody will fucking love it. And it's like uh, it's like uh, the the guitar. I figured the uh, the left hand would be the one, and that's playing left handed. It's just in the way that you use it. What was that? It's in the way that you use it. What? Okay. 
That'll do. Ah, that felt good. Yeah. I haven't done that in we did an probably entire year. show of that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, for real, thought you liked the song. I like the song. It's not a bad song. I don't think I like Eric Clapton. <laughs> Just personally, I don't think he's nearly as good as everybody thinks he. Is. I think he's a very good guitarist. I don't think he's but that. I have. Oh, he's he is. Very, is he? He's a very good guitarist. But I think I've personally met much better guitarists. And I think you, Get your, your brother's probably a better guitarist. Bradley? Yeah. Bradley. John and Will are better. I yeah. Think. I mean, Bradley and John and Will, just by their nature, are three of the finest musicians you're probably ever going to meet. But he's a one trick pony. Who? Uh, Eric Clapton. Clapton. No, Bradley won't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eric Clapton. John, no. John, don't get mad. We're just kidding. He's, he doesn't listen. Um, Eric Clapton, sure I think he's the one he's the one click, one trick pony. Blues, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's made a it's a hell of a trick. Yeah. If you can do it and do it well. I just kind of bores me, dude. I mean I like the music. He did the music for um Lethal Weapon. He did. And it's so just it's cornball jazz. Woo! <laughs> Just like because there's jazz. Oh fuck off! <laughs> made by black people. That's great. And then there's cornball jazz. There's no. plenty of white guys that do jazz good too. Blue eyed, blue eyed jazz and blue eyed soul is good. Oh yeah. You have to find a good one like Chet Atkins or Chet Atkins is great. I mean, I brought I played him on the show one time. Yeah, He's Chet great. Atkins is wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's also a, a renowned country guitarist. He did all of it. Chet Atkins was a country guitarist too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He played the trumpet and played the guitar for country. Might be a different name. Maybe I'm thinking of a different. Chet Atkins was a guy from California who was this uh, this amazing fucking horn player. Hold on a second. I think there might be different Chets. Chet. You thinking Chet Baker? That's the one. Sorry, yeah. Chet Atkins. A T K I N S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Chet, Chet Baker. He's the uh, world renowned country. Well, he's every kind of guitarist you can think of. Really, he's just a. He was just a great guitar. Old man now. Fucking Brad Paisley. Possibly dead. Brad Paisley he's is a nuts. An amazing uh, country guitarist. Chicken picking mm-hmm. Telecaster. He wears you wear your guitar up high, right under your nipple if you can. Maybe over your nipple depends. And um, he's a great guitarist. Uh, another guy that doesn't get enough credit is John Mayer. Because he I doesn't think he do, does, but he, I think that people hate him so bad they don't want to give him. He doesn't credit. do a lot of it in his music because he wants to make pop music. But he goes on the tour with Dead and Company, and he fucking that dude can fucking play. I'm sure, you know, and I don't I don't hate John Mayer. I like John Mayer just fine. I mean, a lot of people. The hate man him. has lived a wonderful life. Oh, kidding? <laughs> He's no uh, George Bailey. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, George Bailey wishes he was. Fucking. He never had to throw him. He never wanted to throw himself off a bridge and nope. have a, and have a mm. uh, an effeminate British angel save his life. Yeah, why would I uh, throw myself off a bridge? I'm fucking. The hottest women in the world. He really was. One after the other. Motherfucker. He still is, probably. I take it back. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I completely understand that. Fucking asshole. John Fuck John Mayer and his whole crew. <laughs> oh. I love that. Fuck you and your whole crew. That's oh, great. He, he does a, uh, a song called Yakety Axe. Chet Atkins does. Oh, I've heard that song. He, you know who, you know who it's that's? Yakety Sax. You know who that's with? That's with. It's with uh, he does it with. Um, he did an album with uh, uh, Dire Straits. Spencer, I was going to say John Spencer Blues Explosion. Dire Straits. Uh, 
Yeah, John. Why John Spencer Blues Explosion? Why is that in my mind? Mark Knopfler. He didn't. Oh, yeah. He did an entire album with Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler. My grandmother Mark had that Knopfler album. Mark Knopfler is a wonderful guitar player. He's an incredible guitar player. Oh, yeah. And he has this weird tone because he just uses his thumb, I think. Ding, ding, ding. To pick. I think yeah. he just uses his thumb. And fucking like uh, the Sultan, not Sultan of the Swing, uh, Walk of Life is a country song. Dugga, 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 dugga. You ever heard uh, Shooter Jennings did a cover of it? It's, oh, I'm sure it's great. It's a country song. Yeah. I mean, I, Dire Straits is one of those groups that just doesn't get enough respect as, as, as they deserve. I'm I mean, sure I got the record over there, Brothers in Arms. Pretty oh, sure I got yeah. it over there. Um, it, it's like one of the what, that was one of the records that got tossed on fucking uh, on uh, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. He said, "Dire Straits, throw it." I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Oh, it's a throw dire straits. Some Second song. coming. I like it. <laughs> they they threw Sade. They threw uh like they're flipping through. No. Think again. <laughs> I understand Sade. Hey, Sade was fucking great. Yeah. If you want to fucking sexy. Oh, sexy. dude, if you want to fucking soothing come I I went on a for some reason today, I decide what I'm gonna listen to. When I hit the the bridge over to go over up the mountain, and was really feeling punk today, so jam it and fucking turn it up and annoy everybody because you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for one person walking around to Fayetteville from somewhere else, knowing what I'm playing. Hey, mm-hmm. like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen. That did not happen. No, <laughs> I wish it would happen, but. Um, I don't know. I, it's always between that or Lake Street Dive, or um, like I was coming back from Virginia, man. And I just gotten in that fucking. I listened to the Blade Runner soundtrack by Vangelis, hmm. which is amazing music. Thoroughly eighties, like thirty synth. You like, know. Yes, and it's some of it's disturbing. Like it's the opening title sequence. You know that it's a lot of a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and then it's like, uh, like. A high note. Well, no, a high note coming in. Like, play. You can play. They're not going to take you down for that. Just play the. That they will, but we'll do it. The opening. The opening uh, sequence for Blade Runner. The the music for the opening sequence is great. I mean, you know, there's a Blade Runner animated series on something right now. I think it's. I saw it. I uh, I actually like though the uh, they made some some uh, Blade Runner cartoons specifically for the movie. Main titles, right? Yes. Let's do it. Mistaken, it takes a minute to kick in. Oh. It's a great movie, man. This is we're we're going to kind of do something work. like this, like a note, like some sort of a synth thing fades into the album, and the very same thing fades out at the end because it ends, it starts and ends in the same key. Nice. This it does this, it does this with him a lot. That scene where he's trying to get that photo. All right. Yeah. Until it kicks in, and then it finally. So you might want to fast forward just a little bit. Yeah, so a little bit more. It's a Moog. What's that mean? Moog, it's a synthesizer. Oh. It kind of sounds like a saw. It's a type of synthesizer. There it goes. That's that tone. You think uh, the guys that do the Stranger Things music was a little bit uh, influenced by this? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you this. That's something we have to discuss. 
the Stranger Things 4 fucking trailer. I haven't watched oh, it yet. Oh, my God. I haven't watched it yet. I don't want to spoil too much of it for me. It's a trailer. It's not going to spoil anything. I know, but I know, I've already seen the screenshot of the new monster thing. It's Bane. I'm telling you who. I, well, for one thing, I'm telling you who it is. I think I know is who it is. Is it Bane? No. Oh. I think it's Billy. Oh, yeah. That, that makes 100% sense. Um, but I think it's also based. It is heavily. That, see, what they do best is. I think this is what the Duffer Brothers, Duffer Brothers do best. First, what they do is they hook you in with nostalgia. That's what they do really That's good. true. But, what but they, that's not what it's all about. But what they do is they do a shot where it evokes something. What they evoke with the one shot with the thing coming down out of the, the villain coming down the thing is Hellraiser. That's what that is. Hellraiser's sets were extremely cheap, and they look so, but that contributed to the feel of the movie, which was good. I like the Hellraiser movies. The first two, anyway. The other ones are shit. But This is dope. I like that a lot. You've never heard that before? I mean, I've watched listen the movie. to the whole thing. You might like it. I'll listen to a lot of it coming home, and it's, it's really good. Um, but no, when... Uh, there's a scene where the the main the, the protagonist she walks into this room and the Cenobites are assembling and chains come out of nowhere and they lift you know and then they lift Pinhead up in the I think that's how it works and then um, it's just very it, it's very gaudy and very cheap but for some reason it works you know it's like it, it evokes a real sick sense a real sick Sense, not six sense, but six sense in your stomach, like the sick feeling. You're like, Ugh, you know, because those things are the Cenobites are disgusting. They're they were people, and they're like they call themselves explorers at the edges of. I, I'm doing, doing the finger things a lot lately. I need yeah, to stop doing that. It's fun thing to me. I like it. I can't stand it. I enjoy it. But then uh, you're going to do it again. Yeah. The at the further further edges of exper- of human experience. Um. Is basically a melding of sex and violence, which are closely linked anyway. So, uh, especially if you're banging me, God, elbows, <laughs> just opening up cuts on your forehead. Yeah, throwing ham and eggers. Yeah. Um, but I, I noticed that they they're doing that, and this there's other movies there that they're going to conjure. A lot of it's green screen stuff, and normally that wouldn't work. I feel like it doesn't work, but in this, it's going to. Because they know how to do that and evoke an image, you know what I mean. Like the feet, it looks like something that you're familiar with, and you, and then you nail it down. Ah, you know. Well, they're not very big on doing green screen stuff. No, if you remember, all the monsters have been made. Practical They've effects. made their monsters, except for maybe the big cloud in the sky thing. But that wasn't the main monster. That was the monster controlling everything. Well, there were some things that were definitely CGI. Um, the the uh, Demogorgon had a lot of CGI moments, but um, I think they would CGI like articulations in the, his features or whatever mm-hmm. but like if there if there was a scene with them in the room with a monster there was a monster right i like that and i think and i was so afraid that they were going to drop the ball there's no ball dropping this you, time. we've given them three years or two and a half years now it's been almost four man hadn't it i think 19 was the last one yeah so it's been three solid it's been three solid since since the last one came out and they've had all this time they're not dropping a ball. Well, and I think... And they're not in a hurry to do another thing. I love the music they play. You have to watch it. Let's, let's at least do watch it right now. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it now. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. People love your chewing sounds. I get lots of cards and letters about your chewing sounds on the air. I, right I can. Can you hear them? Now? I can hear it. Oh, yeah. I'm saying people like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have ASMR fans. Yeah. 
Stranger Things. Is it the four days ago? Mm -hmm. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. Broken everything. That's a familiar scene. Your suffering is almost at an end. I love that. Netflix. Netflix, God, I love you. I have a feeling this season is going to center a lot. I don't know if you can even hear this. Max rules. I like her a lot. I like her a lot. She got some shit, you know, from a lot of people don't like gingers. Ever since well, we left, just fucking been incels. A total disaster. Can yeah. you hear? Can you hear what they're playing? For a while, dun, we tried to dun, be happy. Dun, 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 dun. Normal. Dun, 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 dun. What is that? Is You'll hear it here in a second. Impossible. So we need a hero. If it's not we need a hero, I'm throwing this phone. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Hopper, baby! Located you guys far from Hawkins. Because I thought you'd be safe. God bless Steve Perry. Yeah, right. I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm. I don't have my powers. I don't know how to say this other than just to say it. Without you, we can't win this war. I'm telling you, man. God damn, Fucking dude. chills, dude. on the other side on the other side I was convinced I was put here for some other reason maybe I can still help even if it's the last thing I do people say Hawkins is cursed they're not way off. What is that? What is Steve that? What is Steve Vai doing? It's time. Oh shit. You have lost. Fuck. <laughs> it's very rare. When did it come out? May? May, uh, volume one, May 27th, I think. It just says May. I already said I said um, before my birthday. Yeah, 27th, then July 1st, volume two. It's very rare somebody nails something all the way through. Mm-hmm. I get a feeling they're going to nail it all the way through. I think it's going to stand as one of the greatest Long works of fiction. I can think of one episode that I don't love. I like it very much. It's good. Which episode? Whenever um, Eleven goes off and finds the other. Uh, I like that a lot. I, I thought it was really. It, cool. it gave her a backstory. It gave mm-hmm. her, but like, 
I don't love the sister and all this stuff, but um, maybe they're going to do something to tie her back in, and then it makes you go back and look, well, that was very necessary. Right. They wouldn't just throw that in there for no reason, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe she's going to come help save the world or whatever in season five or 10 years from now, whenever they bring them back in the nineties. Cause that has to happen. Speak- and when I'm in my mid fifties, I want to see these kids again when they're in their twenties. <laughs> well, they'd be our age now though. Speak um, it into existence. Speaking of mutants, something uh, exciting happened with me this week. I finished the entire, uh, screenplay of registration. Sweet. It ended up being 15 pages long. Um, are there stage directions and everything? There is no, there aren't stage directions. There are camera directions. Okay. Um, like when I say something hovers and, you know, holds for a second or where the camera is sitting and things like that. Um, I do interior, exterior. We're going to have to get a crane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a drone. A drone. Honestly, I know a guy that does drone shooting. No. I mean, <laughs> I do know a guy that does drones. I, I, for one thing, I have to type it up still. So I, I have an idea for that. I think I'm going to uh, take a take that laptop, plug it back up, uh, get it ready, and then I'm going to just take one day when I go down to the bookstore in Charleston or go up in Fayetteville somewhere and sit down and just type it. It, it won't take me really all day. It'll take me a couple of hours. You know, um, you're a strong typer. I'm a very fast hunter and pecker. So, um, but it just, it was, it ended up being as good as I wanted it to be. It it did. It did everything I wanted it to. Um, it did not end well. Um, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Um, where, you know, the guy goes into work, he is working on a crane. The crane messes up. This boss trying to push it to, get something done and he and the guy himself says that doesn't look safe that knuckle needs to be looked at you know where it picks things up and the guy's like we've wasted too much time already it's one of those kind of bosses we all hate those kind of bosses so i felt the need to include one mm-hmm. and he's they're picking up a a uh, forklift and they're moving it and it slips and they all you know it's, it's one of those things where it's a, a jerk and they know it's going to come loose so they're all start screaming there's this kid walking underneath it he's new and he doesn't understand and he's and the main character is coming down off the ladder looks and he has to make a decision you know and so I, do i expose myself as a mutant exactly and it's sitting the camera after that scene is behind him and he's sitting slumped. yes slumped over and, and the, boss and the, standing over top of it. no he's sitting at his desk and he's like this you know he's and he's telling him he's just like Man, do you understand why I have to do this? And he's kind of on his team. He doesn't want to fire him. But this then, isn't the mean boss that doesn't want to. No, this is like the, the this is the this foreman. is the foreman. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, why? He's just like, he's like, I saved that guy, and then he kind of loses it on him a little bit because it's so huge. He's like, he's like, you caught a crane holding a, a a forklift like it weighed nothing and tossed it across the room. He's like, the men are afraid of you. You know, he said, I, we can't have a mutant working here. You know, he's just half the men would quit and the other half would would strike can, until can you I were fired. An, can I add something? What? As he's sitting at the desk, the uh, 
the boss on his desk has like pool pool balls or something because he's a pool player or mm. some shit. You could add that little detail. Who gives a shit? Right. But the uh, the worker, the mutant that we now know is a mutant, is just fiddling with one in his hand. And when he goes, why? He crushes it. That's a good idea. <laughs> but it's also very cliche. It is. <laughs> but I like cliche. That's what I was getting ready to say. Um, I felt the scene was stronger with him sitting there. This Almost uh, showing him his belly like a dog. Exactly. This man who could get up and kill. There's nothing anybody could do. But I thought the most powerful scene was him coming home and his wife has already heard of it by this time because it's a small Pennsylvania steel town. But when he goes out to his truck after being fired, they he works it out and the guy tells him at the end, he's like, listen, man, I don't care what the assholes and all the other people say. You did a good thing today. He said, you saved that guy's life. And the guy shrugs. Yeah, it just cost me my own, you know? So, um, as he's going out to his truck, he like is walking and his head's down and he kicks a spray paint can and he looks up and mutey is spray paint on his truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of men you can see clustered down here and they're like kind of looking at him. He didn't even say anything. He just gets in the truck and drives away. He uses x-ray vision or laser vision. To he doesn't have any of that. <laughs> no, come on. No, no. <laughs> no, no he uses no. laser vision to get to uh, remove the paint from his truck. <laughs> he's not Superman. Come on. No, let mutant me have this. Pow- mutant powers are much more like super strange. One and done. Yeah. You don't have a lot of mutants that have multiple powers. Um, then he gets home and his father-in-law comes out and is talking to him and he's like, you can't go in there. She doesn't want to see you. And then, but the guy's like you, at first you want to hate him, but then he's like, he's like, he's like, whatever you are, you love my daughter. And I know you, you, and then he takes a gun out of his belt. But I thought this was the best part of the scene. He never raises it. He just looks at it and he says, he's like, I've got this. He's like, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't even hurt you. But this is just, you know. And he says something. This hurts more than anything. Also very cliche. <laughs> yeah, there will be no Come cliches on. in my no, thing. No, let me have I, it. I can't, I can't do it. But then at the end, his wife comes out and talks to him. And then she, the last thing she says to him really, other than I have to go because I, I need to figure things out, is like, mom wants me to have an abortion. You know, because she's pregnant. You know, they've been trying to get pregnant for, they're a, they're not a young, they're not, they're a young couple, but they're a young couple where it's starting to mm-hmm. toll on them a little Late bit. Late 20s. Yeah. Like early 30s. You know, it's really starting to become a thing. And she found out she was pregnant that day. And I think we can get Rob Kardashian to play him. Sure. Why not? Let's what else is he doing? Well, he's not doing much. Um, just I, I just thought, I back. thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was an, a, a, a very good screenplay. I thought it was some of the best writing I've done. Um, I have a new it, one for you to work on. Okay. It's comedy. God, I'm not good at that. The CIA has a plot to kill Clark Kent. <laughs> okay. How is that a comedy? Because they're going to have to, they're going to be bumbling because the CIA is a bunch of retards anyway. You heard me. They're going to be bumbling because they're not trying to kill Clark Kent because he's Superman. Nobody knows he's Superman. Trying to kill him because he's an extremely good journalist and he's exposing all kinds of things. That's not a comedy. That's actually a decent idea for a, for a screenplay or a movie. Yeah, but we can make it funny. You can make anything funny. Okay, dark comedy. You can have dark comedic moments. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, you got the bullet lined up and yeah. And he's like, he must have missed. There's no way I didn't hit him, dude. <laughs> And and the uh, the uh, the uh, sniper could be Chris Kyle, of course. 
<laughs> you missed him, legend. <laughs> I didn't miss him, dude. I swear to God. I'm the legend. <laughs> I never miss. What is going on here? And then you hear this. You're not a legend. You're history. <laughs> and he turns around there. Superman. Batman. No, it's Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's Batman. You guys aren't going to get. You aren't going to get Clark. He never calls him Supes. He calls him Clark. <clears throat> Sometimes he even calls him Cal. Yeah. No, um, that's going to be something I'm going to build on because I've got another story idea I would like to finish. And now that I've finished something, it should make something be easier to be finished. Amen, sister. That's it's just like uh, with uh, doing the music with me and J-Mo. Um, once we get started, I think it's because we actually did not a whole song last week, but we got started on one. And I've been – it's a song that um, – it's just an acoustic song in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I recorded it on my phone, put it out. And then I wanted to do it like in this weird textural way. Like uh, there's going to be like one note droning underneath it the entire time and all this stuff. And we recorded that with like an arpeggio guitar, electric guitars over it with lots of reverb. And then I started, it's like I said last week, I started playing it in a different time signature. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing it instead of three, four, I played it in six, eight, which uh, if you want an example of a six, eight song, my name is Jonas. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Then I got that in my head about my name is Jonas. And I was like, well, why don't we just make this kind of like a Weezer song? So what we did was we put heavy guitars on it and we got my Telecaster to sound like a rivers cuomo guitar it's awesome and the way weezer's guitar sounds so gigantic yeah it does is he records lots of guitar tracks not just copy and paste you'll hear lots of people just okay what we'll do is i'll just record this one guitar track and we'll hard pan it to the right and then we'll copy and paste it and hard pan it to the left it doesn't sound as good every time you play the same part it's going to be a little bit different the timbre is going to be a little bit different and whenever you hard pan them left and right it makes it sound gigantic. And we did that. And this song sounds huge. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's 10 of us. And there's only, I put <clears throat> two without a capo with the low notes. Mm-hmm. Then I put a capo up there and I put two like that. It sounds gigantic. That's awesome. I can't wait for people to hear it. I haven't done any vocals or I don't think there's any bass tracks yet. And we haven't put any drums on it yet, except for a click track. It's going to be. Amazing. It doesn't have a chorus, so it's not really a Weezer song. So, yeah, they are strong on choruses. I'm not very good at it, and that's fine. Uh, the way I see it for this song, the verses are the choruses. Okay, you know what I mean. I'm going to put a big stupid guitar solo in the middle of it. Um, you know, Weezer used to. Uh, that's something we can talk about. Weezer used to like sing along with their guitar solos. Yes, I'm going to do that on one of them. Um, I was me and Jeremy were talking. Once the bass player left, who was the guy that started the rentals? Yes, he was in. He was in Weezer for Blue Album and Pinkerton. They changed a little bit. They kind of stopped singing along with the guitar solos. The harmonica went away. There's sparingly harmonica here and there. The little synth lines were in there here and there. That kind of stuff just went away, and it's all over the rental stuff. You know, the rentals. Did they have a song on Joe's Apartment soundtrack? Probably. It's the one that. Um, my Rudolph was oh yeah, the, yeah where the girl goes yeah, that's Weezer's bass player that's a great fucking song Weezer's bass player is the lead singer that's awesome the original Weezer bass player yeah but now they're they, they had another bass player for the Green Album then he's gone and then another why do they keep player. going through bass players I don't know I don't I know what see, happened I can't see Rivers Cuomo being that difficult to work with 
He's probably just a bit of a perfectionist. Sure. And he also, especially nowadays, he wants to he wants to put out a lot of music. He's right very now. he's probably very passive aggressive too. Probably. I can see that. Everybody else I can see being very fun to work with. The Brian drummer. Bell, the, dr- the drummer was he's, in the rentals. He's he's fucking great. He was the drummer on Pat. the first, Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was the drummer. I love the, that part on fucking uh if you're wondering if I want you yeah. to I mean, I just love that. He's he looks like he's having so much fun playing. And yeah, he was in the rentals. Like uh, we were watching the video, I was like, eh, it's the drummer from Weezer. And this he he did uh the rentals in between Blue Album mm-hmm. and Pinkerton. He did that first album. So obviously Rivers Cuomo didn't have a problem with the rentals. No, I don't guess so. It didn't seem like it. Right. But um, a lot of that stuff, like the the octave harmonies, like in um, Say It Ain't So. Where Love the, those. He's like, somebody, and the guy's singing, somebody. All that stuff went away after that bass player. I wonder if that was his, those were his ideas coming into it. Well, I think that's something they should have retained. because Yeah, that was, let's, that let's was the Weezer it. sound. Let's face it, man. I, as much as I like Weezer. Rare moments of brilliance after the Blue Album, but nothing to ever re- recapture the Blue Album. I like Pinkerton as much as I like the Blue Album. Really? I really like the Green Album. I like a lot of what's on Maladroit, and I haven't really listened to much since. Pork and Beans is a pretty good song. It is, but if it's you're very, wondering if I want you to, I want you to. It's a fun that's little on pop Ratitude. song. Um, I haven't heard their Van Halen song was a good song. They have a whole, whole album, Van Weezer. Oh, okay. So they're all Van they're putting Halen out three tracks. albums this year, or maybe just Damn. EPs. They, they put out one for spring. They're going to put out one for fall. Well, after the blue album, they took like a, some time off. Yeah, it was ninety four to ninety six. So they probably recorded it in ninety three. And yeah. um, ninety six was Pinkerton, and then we didn't hear about them until two thousand two. I think two thousand one or two thousand two was was uh, the big break because he went to Harvard. Yeah, Rivers went to Harvard. It's weird that everybody else has stayed in the band. Brian Bell's been in the band. He's got his own side project, The Special Goodness, which is a tremendous name. <laughs> that is a good name for a band. I've never listened to them, but, but I feel like I'd probably like them. The special goodness. It's yeah. almost as good as G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just wondering if he had a lot to do with all the those little things that are no longer really in Weezer stuff, in Weezer music. And I say that not having listened to anything in in um, extensively since Maladroit, mm. which had uh, Keep Fishing and I a couple of song. other good songs. It's a it. great video. It's a Muppets video. Yeah. Remember they had sex, all the Muppets just made love right there with uh, the members of Weezer? I don't remember that. Puppet Orgy. Maybe I watched Muppet a, Orgy. Maybe I watched a different version of the video. Muppet Orgy. Yeah, I'll write that down. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to do favorite things? Yeah. It's basically all been favorite things. We're 45 minutes in or so. It's favorite things. Extravaganza. Man, the monster looks creepy. Telling you, it's it's very heavily influenced by, if you can't tell, Hellraiser. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm I know that scene. I'm gonna, about and I that. know it's going to have a story that's similar. It's going to be a human being that has gone to the uh, to the. A lot of people think it might be Papa. Be I good, don't know. I think, I think it's either. This guy, they had a they had a clip of this family in the fifties that went in that house. It's either the dad of that family or one of the kids of that family. That would be something who got taken into the to the upside down and turned into that over a yeah. period of time. It's completely forgotten his humanity. It just I can't wait to see what the Duffer brothers do next. You know what I'm waiting to see other than Stranger Things? Fucking the talisman. They're gonna kill with the talisman. Oh, they're doing that? Yes. Yeah, they're going to kill. And it's set in the 80s. It's set in 1981, I think. 
Are, or eighty four. I wonder if they're going to start that before Stranger Things five. It's a big production, man. The Talisman is an awful. It's going to have to be a show. You can't do that in a movie. So hmm. yeah, Steven Spielberg is producing that. Steven Spielberg and they are and they are creating it. What have I seen recently from Steven Spielberg? Oh, I'll, I'll talk about it, that in favorite things, even though it's been three weeks since I watched it. Yeah. What? Um, West Side Story. Oh, yeah. You said you liked it. I and thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of it. Steven Spielberg, we got, I think people got tired of Steven Spielberg because he was so good that it just didn't, you know what I mean? Like he, he's made very few bad movies. I mean, 1941, which was not good. Um, the Money Pit. That was a Steven Spielberg. Yes, that was a fun '80s romp. It was, but it was oh god, it wasn't good. That was when um, that was when he was Steven fucking Spielberg, right? Too. I mean, he was Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg. Um, all right, favorite things. Okay, um, other than finishing my screenplay, um, you sound like such a douche when you say I that. I do. I get it. That's really just like do. whenever I talk about making music, I feel like. But such I, don't a dick how, bag. I don't know. I don't know. There's only one way to say it. That's exactly. what you were doing. Exactly. So um, it's, it's not douchey. It just sounds like it. I mean, it's not as it's not. I'm as, aggravated. It's not as douchey as saying working on my scoring my screenplay. Oh yeah, that's far more douchey because there are people that have been working on their screenplays for 27 years. I've been working on a book for 30 years. So yeah, well, um, you don't talk about it all the time. I don't. You just mention it in passing once a week. <laughs> Not really. Not once I haven't week. heard you mention it in quite a while. Um, I did uh, start reading uh, the Earthsea books. I finished the first two. They were very quick reads. A Wizard of Earthsea is 200 pages long. The Tombs of Adewan is um, 180 pages long. Ursula K. Le Guin is hard to crowd. I mean, she is fucking Jesus. Where does hard to crowd come from? Because you say that a lot. I said it a few times. You said it a few times, but yeah. you're the only person. I know what it means. I just don't know where it came from. Hard to fuck with is basically what it means. Right. Beyond compare, something like that. Well, she had, I I, I was going to bring the book with me. I forgot because there were quotes from them that are just, she's, she's brilliant. And she doesn't have to take. She makes something feel. I've I've talked about this before, and two f- f- female writers are the best that I've ever read: Barbara Tuckman and Ursula K. Le Guin. It's called Economy of Words. They are able to do something so quickly and make it seem so big. And nobody, no male writer I know of is is good at that. I don't know what it is. Um, Ursula K. Le Guin's. Uh, her her created world in this is Earthsea, which is so much different than any other fantasy world. For one thing, white people, like truly like white white people, are not really in it. Like they're in it, but they are uh, reavers and fucking like warrior, just just awful warrior people who will invade and kill people and stuff like that. Um, every the main character Sparrowhawk, whose name turns out to be Ged. Is uh, he's not black skinned? I don't think, but he's distinctly brown, and there are black, lots of black skinned people in it. So um, there's a moment in the Wizard of Earthsea which is it, it it fucking hits you so hard, and it hit me the hard, just as hard the, the second time as it did the first. He is this young, like incredibly gifted wizard, and he's. And he shows so much potential, and he, but he knows it. 
And then he goes out and tries to prove it to everybody. He's got this massive inferiority complex and he just, you know, and everybody's got that, but he lets his get away. And then he unleashes this thing, this shadow, this shadow creature. Hmm. And then he, he is running from it. And then finally, when he turns to face it, it runs from him. And finally he, he, catches it and he grabs it and he they get into a like a, a wrestling match and he just pulls it into himself and it's just part of himself. That's a very easy in the hands of a shit writer, that would be so transparent it was it'd be fucking laughable. In her hands, it is a thing of absolute just beauty and and fucking poignancy. Or no not I don't even know if poignancy is a word poignance. Where the thing was him the entire time because in this world, if you know the name of a thing and I'm not talking what people call the actual name of the thing, you have power over it. Hmm. So learning your own name, once you learn that you don't give that to anybody. So finally he's like, I don't know this thing's name. And he fought a dragon and the dragon said, I can tell you this thing's name if you'll just let me live and stuff like that, or let me do what I'm going to do, you know, making this deal with the devil or whatever. And he refuses. And then finally, he looks at the shadow thing. He says, he says Ged, that's your name because you're me. And then he defeats it by mm. pulling it into himself. Tremendous book. Huge. I got it from the Gollybridge fucking library from the, from the high school. I'm probably the only person to have ever read that book, you know, and, and not only, let alone read it twice. So I got the Tombs of Adewan, and it was just as good, but it's, it's a book about this little girl who's raised in this religion that means nothing. So it's just regular religion. Um, zing, but it's, um, she's raised and it's a dying culture and they don't know the words that they're saying anymore. And she's given, I mean, it's just an awful life. And then Ged comes to find this treasure underneath the thing, but it's not really a treasure. He's finding this item of power. Under, in the in these massive labyrinth tombs underneath this uh, old crumbling palace where they don't even bother to fucking repair the roof or anything. You know, it's just that old. Um, and he gets her out of there and releases her. And then the, the they said there were dark gods underneath it, but the way they presented it is they're not real. They're real. And they don't want to let her go. Once she, and once they get out, they just collapse the whole thing down upon themselves. And then that's over. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's an, they're excellent books. I can't wait for the third one, which is uh, the farthest shore, which I've ordered. Um, I started reading another Dan Simmons book. Um, I've talked about him with Hyperion. He has this other duology, um, Ilium and Olympus. Um, they're, told from different uh, people's points of view. They're told from humans points of the human point of view where these people, there's only a million of them on the, what remains of earth and their lives are pointless. They can't read because they don't need to read. Um, they're essentially Elamites, you know, from, uh, I don't know if you are familiar with the time machine by HG Wells. <clears throat> no, I'm familiar with time bandits. That's a great movie. That's a Terry Gilliam. You know who, uh, who produced that movie? Who? George Harrison. That's awesome. Yeah, he was Terry Gilliam was in. He's a director. He was. Uh, he was in uh, part of the uh, Monty Python's Flying Python, Circus. Yeah, and he's a, he, he's probably the most brilliant member. George was big into them, and he produced the the Ruddles, which is their take on mm-hmm. the Beatles. And he was big into comedy and sci-fi and stuff. And right. this is kind of Tom Baddens was kind of a sci-fi comedy type deal. Oh sure. And so he just poured money. To them. Sean Connery's. I, I want to see things made that I like, and 
here you go. Here's a shit pot of money. Sean, Sean Connery plays Agamemnon in that, which is a, it's a great name. Well, it's the it was the king of Sparta who before there really was a, a Greece. He was one of the uh, the combatants at Troy, which isn't is a good um, the siege of Troy. You know the big battle of Troy, which is a good segue because Ilium starts with one part with these group of people who are just goofy ass fucking people who just they live lives of leisure and they don't really do anything and then there's this uh another group where it's a professor from our time who has been brought back to observe the battle of troy being taken place for some reason with these actual gods who are immensely powerful you know they're zeus is 12 feet tall you know they describe I think uh, Dan Simmons likes women the way I like them because the way he describes of them. Giant titties? Well, yeah, he's describing... uh, Big fat asses. He's describing um, Aphrodite or Venus, and that's exactly how she's described. Um, Voluptuous. And eight feet tall. Fuck yeah. Like the guys, like she gets up and she's like looking down and his eyes are level with her tits. Wonderful. So um, there's that. And then there's another group. They're called... uh, more of X. These more of X are a group of machines who were once with men, were once made by men, and now they live in places like Jupiter and the moon and Io, the moon of uh, of moon of Io, and they're just like they're machines that are sentient and can they don't reproduce in a traditional way, but they reproduce. They just make more. But that's that counts, you know. Yeah, that's I reproducing, mean, so, right? So, and they're sentient and intelligent, and they've left Earth behind too and become their own thing. Well, they want to go back and check on Earth and see what's happening. So they they get like four or five of them to get shot back in this thing. This they call it the scissors. It's basically this thing that sends you through this boom tube and throws you. Hmm. You know, the so like at the bank. Yeah, except <laughs> the like tube. except far larger. <laughs> yeah, um, but it makes you go like faster than the speed of light. So they get there, and it's dude. He is such a good writer. Like his science fiction is so fucking amazing. The only thing I don't like about Dan Simmons, it, 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 it was it didn't happen so much at Hyperion, but it happened in this one is he rushes the end. It's like he wants to only get two books in. He doesn't want to stretch until three. I'm just like, Dan, man, we'll keep reading them. Just make three of them. You know, it's just uh, he, he has the opposite uh, of, uh, uh, well, Tad Williams. Tad yeah. Williams. Everything's a trilogy. Well, but he has he, he has a rough time fitting things into a trilogy without making it more. So it should be. A Hell, he had a, he had a five book. He had a pentad. He had a five book series about the Shadow March thing, and it, it was rushed at the end, but in a good way. Like it, it made sense and everything. But yeah, but he's writing the Austin art thing with Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, and that stretched into six books. And he's going to have a hard time making this. Like the first end book of Memory Star on Thorn is to Green Angel Tower. I told you how big that fucking book is. It took two 700 page fucking uh, paperbacks to make up the one hardback. They could not make a paperback big enough. And that is absolute truth because the paperback would have fell apart. We don't have the technology. So, yeah, so they had to split them up. This and, man is very verbose. He, he is, but he's fucking great. Um, Imagine being so creative that <clears throat> all your ideas not only come to fruition, but you can't fit them into four or five well i have books. that i have that problem a little bit but my problem is is that my my ideas are so i can't think small i have to i have to think so large and that's a hindrance because it's such a large idea that i get it started and then it just doesn't get finished so one um, thing i've been doing especially with the music actually only with the music that's really the only creative thing i do other than this is uh 
not settling on what I thought it should be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Every time I write a song, um, when I'm done with it, I, th I think this, whenever, if I, if this ever gets recorded properly, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. we're gonna, it's going to be, that's how I want it. But now, especially with what we're able to do, mm -hmm. I have on a free program that we got for free. I have, all the sounds the world has ever made and I can do with them whatever I want. It's a great time so for it creativity. Doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't have to be the thing that I was going to do. Mm -hmm. It can still be that if I want it to be. But like before it was just like just uh, some guitars and some drums. But no. Also have JMO, brilliant guy. Yeah. Knows how to do lots of things with um instruments and things. Like there's one song I have that's only I've only written <clears throat> two verses for it. And I really like the words to it, and I don't think it needs anything else but those two verses. It's going to be 45 seconds long, and he's going to put a string arrangement over it. Nice. And we're just going to do one song that has a fucking string arrangement. And before, I was like, well, it's not long enough. You know, I thought it's not long enough to be a song. There are punk songs that are a minute long. I know. Asshole by Bad Cop, Bad Cop's only a minute long. <laughs> so that's what, I, that's, that's what I said. Like, well, this is going to be part of a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to have 10 songs probably. Why not have a little 45-second song that leads into the last song that's going to be 10 fucking minutes? Right. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. That's the one everybody's singing on. Oh, nice. Can't wait. Gang vocals is what they're called. I learned nice. that recently. But yeah, you don't have to... You, I, I always put myself in a box about that type of thing, but now that I know that... I also have somebody that wants to do it with me. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing, you know? Yeah. Who likes my ideas, and he throws in his ideas, and they all suck, but we go with my... <laughs> his, his ideas are fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Um, but I, having somebody that wants to do the music with me and make my... Uh, help make the wishes come true is... is very cool. So he's the Pedro to your Napoleon. Pretty much. Yeah. He's the George Martin, and he's going to play half of the instruments at least. George Martin. I can play my own bass, but I'm not a bass player. Yeah. I want a bass player's bass playing on this. Right. So I it's guess. a com it's a completely different thing. You know what ben? I mean? I could have Ben, but JMO's. I mean, if he wanted to do some something else, and well, he can do everything. Me and him. Right. Like, he's going to do piano stuff. I haven't learned to play piano yet, but I kind of should, I think. It's pretty. <clears throat> My sister is a really great piano player, but I never asked her to teach me whenever she lived at the house. Hmm. She was gone by the time I was 10, though. But we'll be able to do everything we want. And all these years, I, I kind of put myself, well, nobody's ever going to want to fuck with me about this. After me and John did the record, I was like, I don't, even, I don't think I need to do this again. I did it once. Yeah, but I think you're looking at it in the wrong way. Like Van Gogh never even considered the possibility that his stuff would sell. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, he was a miserable prick and just painting things that he loved to paint. Mm -hmm. And he was brilliant. And then the, he didn't make a single dollar at one in his lifetime. He was dead by the time any of his shit sold. I would be absolutely thrilled if that happened with me. Well, I mean, it's if just, after I die, people are like, "Wow, this guy was great." Well, that's the thing that I, I think that people should be motivated by that. Like, I want to make what I want to make. That's exactly what I'm and doing. Do yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, that's what, what I'm doing with things I like to do. Yeah, it's like I don't give a fuck if you like it. I like it. I'm so, going to stockpile my my own library of shit while I can, and. If nobody likes it now or after, I, that's fine. I'm, that's just what I'm doing. And um, the goal is just to make something that I like. And if other people like it, neat. I right. don't care, though. But I do think uh, we're going to make the greatest album ever made by a 
artist from West Virginia. Nice. It's a hell of a. It's also bullshit, but I do. But for me, it is. I mean, but that's that's some uh, August company, you know. Yeah, we got your uh, John Radcliffe's made a bunch of albums. Yeah, it's going to be better than all his shit. Uh, <laughs> jerks, <laughs> jerks! It's going to be better than all that crap. It's going to be better already. Audio's stuff. Um, um, Brad Paisley can suck a dick. Come yeah. get these balls if you want it. You want to play on my record? Great. I don't care. <laughs> we'll throw you on there. I got a country song. You sound like Peter Griffin right there. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan and a little outfits. <laughs> Are we going to go out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, throwing those, uh, those things all over me on right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, thrilled. <clears throat> Because we bet you just plug your guitar into the interface that goes into the computer, and you can make your guitar sound like anything that's ever existed. That's awesome. And I knew we could do that, but when we actually did it, I was like, "Whoa!" We're still the generation that's amazed by technology. Like that would that would impress my daughter, not one iota. Yeah, I mean, I I knew my guitar sounds good, and it sounds good through that amp, Mm -hmm. but I'd never messed with distortion before. I've always used overdrive. I have a a stomp pedal uh, to the uh, Ibanez tube screamer. Yeah. It's, uh, Bradley had one of those. It's an overdrive pedal. It's not distortion. It's tasteful, and, and I've never really messed with it before. But this song we're doing, I wanted to to have the sort of Weezer sound, so I had to learn to play it with power chords, which is completely different, because whenever I play, I usually sing at the same time. So I want everything to be reachable without me having to look down too much and do do too much. But for, the, for these guitar parts, I was all over the thing, with all over the neck with the power cords and it is a completely different animal because you're going up here you're going down here you got to go up here you got it's completely different and i have way more respect for people that do power cords now than i thought i than yeah i, did I mean people shit on that like you're just a bunch they, of power cords i'm like power cords know. are it's you have to be precise right acdc yeah nothing but power cords weezer yeah weezer you watch rivers cuomo play he's all over the neck doing power cords and um I never thought about it as being difficult. And it's not that making the chord is difficult. Putting it in the right place is, especially if you're not used to doing it. Mm-hmm. My my wrist was sore the next day. Yeah. My, my fingers were stiff from doing it. It's hard to, to uh, judge it because I've never done it that way. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different style of playing. And it's, it's valid now. Uh, now I see it as valid. Right. I'm not saying I was ever any good. I'm a hack. I just move my capo up and down. Oh, my God. I just move, your, your, your inability to embrace how good you are is... I just, I just move the capo up and down right. so I can play my open chords. You're a good musician, man. I'm, no, I know. I'm good. I'm the greatest songwriter that's ever lived. But um, <laughs> but uh, I do have a, a new appreciation for that, and it sounds so good. You don't need all the strings all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have to have them all the time. Um, it sounds uh, awesome. I was pleasantly surprised, and I've overtaken your favorite things. So. No, I, my last one was uh, other than the, the stuff I've read. Um, I've got a copy. I've got a hardback. Oh yeah, thrift books. That's another thing. They've got four dollar hardback books, and I'm losing, I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah. Is it online? Nice. Yes, uh, I've, I've got a copy of the Talisman coming. A hardback copy of the Talisman, and it's just opened up reading again for me. I, I think I just got tired of looking at a screen, and it's so distracting because you can do so many other things with a phone. I had to start putting the phone away and picking up a book, and now I love reading again. So it's also kickstarted my writing 
not be, you know, getting in trouble for being on my phone is the best thing that ever happened to me because yeah. that's the reason I wrote that the screenplay. That's the reason I finally got it done. I was like, I need something to do than sit here and read this book. Did you write while well at work some? Yeah. I mean, that's not difficult to, you know, uh, jot down. I mean, it's very quick writing. Then you look up and you monitoring what you're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I think it's far better than being on a phone because people get really sucked into their phones. Yeah. But, um, you know, the last uh, favorite thing is, is that our area, we were talking about this, is it's it's turning into a boom town, like the whole the, a boom valley. You know, I didn't realize until going up there today, just, and it's not, the season hasn't even started yet. I know. And how many people are up there and how many, you know, there are 35 bed and breakfasts locally. Bed and breakfasts or Airbnbs? Airbnbs is what I'm saying. That's insane. That's there's there's one in Alloy that's three hundred seventy five dollars a night, and apparently it's booked because people keep on writing good things about it. There's a couple in Boomer. There's one in Swiss beside the river. You know what I mean? We know. No, see that's the thing. I had this realization too. I was up looking at all this stuff. People resent people from other areas coming in here and doing stuff. Well. West Virginians, God love you, and I'm proud to be a West Virginian, and I'm, you know, I love my people and everything. But we didn't see this place as anything other than a place we had to live while we mined coal. Yeah, we never looked at the place for the beauty that we have. I was guilty of it until my 30s. Me too. And then now I'm just like, I can't believe I fucking live here. And it used to just be, well, there's that mountain I'm all familiar with. People come here and weep over how beautiful this place is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we I mean, it's to- part of the reason, like, first with hiking, and like, if, if disc golf was played indoors, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. I get to go be in this ridiculous place. I wish I still smoked weed so I could go do that high and walk through these fucking mountains it's amazing what we have here. It is, man. And it's like, uh, there's such potential. Like, um, you know, I, I, God, I can't believe that the fire department is using that piece of land for burning shit. That annoys me so oh, the, fucking uh, bad. Uh, the hawk's nest? Yeah. Go to a trash dump. Fucking burn something like that and well, then train training on it. people. That's fine. I mean, I, I guess trained. it is. And I'm not trying to shit on. I, I, I respect firemen. It's a hard job. You know, I've seen them do it and it's dangerous. And I respect it. I'm not shitting on the profession. Some people do. I mean, they're just like. We have a giant, beautiful plot of land where we could do so much. Exactly. I mean, can you imagine if that was a disc golf course? It's got a with a parking right there, lot. And it's got a clubhouse right there. Uh, yeah. You could put a championship level disc golf course. Absolutely. There. It could be a Mecca. Can be a mecca around here. You could have professional tournaments there. I mean, it's Something just something to think about. It, well, I mean, it's one of those things. Let's that, go buy a Powerball. If ball. we had money, you know, let's go buy a Powerball. I know, man. I, I've, I've, well, I mean, I'm really that's that's something I'm really going to start doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend like five dollars a week on Powerball tickets. But um, you know, I, I just I love where I'm from, and we are. It is a trade off. Like I do notice that. We are giving up some of that anonymity that we all love. You know, the fact that we, that the app- secret's about to get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's out. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, I think it's out. You know, we're in within uh, one day of driving of 75% of the country. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, thought about that. I mean, and also people, instead of driving, people from, from like New York and places like that, instead of having to drive to somebody, someplace in the Midwest to go to see a national park, now they've got one here. That peop- that that didn't it occurred to me, but I didn't think it would hit this fast, and it has. Like it's just 
And I don't think people around here recognize. I mean, they're they're always they're shitting on. Oh, there's nothing around here, nothing going on. Bullshit. I don't give a fuck what you say. There's you know, insane amounts of things. Exactly. And there's a same. If amount you're of, bored, then you're boring, Harvey Dane. Well, there you go. And then and if if you believe, yes, we have people still leaving the state, but it's those same old people. Well, if I can't mine coal here, I can't do here. There's no reason to live here. But we have we're one of the, we're one of the states where yes, we had negative population growth, but we were one of the states where the most people moved here from out of state we were number three so the first one was i can't remember uh, you know the, the the usual suspects you'd think they would be and then number three was west virginia because you have people there's a there's somebody on my street who's moved here from arizona and they just said we loved it we loved it we had to come here and they and they're they're like i was talking to it's a, a girl and her husband and she was saying well it's a lot slower here i was like yeah it's like it's like but Eat that up now because that's not going to stay. You know, yeah. sixty is going to be like it was during the coal mine boom days. It's there. I, I guarantee we could put gas stations up along this road again. It's it's a it's an economic renaissance. I might it's become a gas station magnate. I've been looking for a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wet our beaks. Um, I, I really think that all those things. Um, I really, I think that, and I and I do count my blessings from being around this part of the state because there are some absolutely shithole parts of this state. You ever been to Mingo County, sir? No, I do not want to go there. Sweet baby Jesus, you might you might want to go once because you do want to see the battlefield, urban squalor. Well, you want to see uh, or suburban squalor. You want to see the um, you want to see the uh, Blair Mountain. You do want to go see that. Sure, that's in McDowell, Mingo. Yeah, it's in that area. Yeah. And if you want to like, if you want to see poverty, I feel bad. You, you see it here, but you see it there too. But everybody's fucking grinning. I'm just having a good time. Well, but dude, okay. One thing I noticed, something that really like made me almost cry coming through Gully Bridge is that the for one thing the campground is full, absolutely packed. I mean, it's you've got a couple spots left. Some would say, action but packed. summer hasn't fucking hit yet. There's not going to be another spot there. I mean, people are going to, and there's all these people lining the fucking river, just sitting there looking at it. I was like, when was the last time, other than somebody fishing, if you're doing something in the river, then you're a West Virginian. You you don't just sit there and look at it because then you're weird. I mean, I like to go out there and set my yard and just look around and look at my trees and look at all that stuff. And I'll notice people like your bamboo for some reason. uh, I'm going to have to do something. (laughs) If I'm going to do something with that house in the, uh, Airbnb thing, which eventually might be a possibility. I'm going to have to do something about that. I would like to keep it and cut a big path through it and have like a, a nice... Put a dock on the river or something. Yeah, and have a nice like bench or something like there. It's like a unique, you know, a unique thing. Yeah, I've got this wall of bamboo, but it'd be a nice winter place too. Like the... I'm gonna. I'm telling you what. When you're laying in that bottom bedroom and it's got that giant picture window and it's snowing in that bamboo, you want to talk about fucking. You don't need fucking melatonin. That should have put you right out, and you'll feel so peaceful. I mean, it's the best. Mm. Um, apparently, like we were discussing, prices from they say from here to Anstead are going insane. People are buying up everything. I was talking to a guy today and he said the state is buying up things around um, Nuttall for $10,000 an acre. It's coming. It's here. Like, And people... $10,000 an acre doesn't sound like a lot, does it? But when you got 700 acres, some people have that much, you know? There's people who have thousands of acres. You know, yeah. it's just... it's. 
it's it's crazy. I mean, and and the thing about it is, we're going to be see, see a bunch of uh, new money pumped in the state. Hell, I don't know if you've driven up the mountain. Did you know? Did, I, mean, I went up today. The fucking the paving. They've already yeah, started, paving started paving it. Yeah, and I was like, well, and I've got kind of that it's local th- that local thing. I was just like, well, they never paint that fucking shit for us. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? Fuck it. It's getting paved. I don't care. You know, and there's going to be a nice paved road going all the way up. All the roads around are going to be paved. They're paving over in Anstead. They paved off that that road when you're when you're passing that air that the the one uh, Airbnb that sits off there. Yeah, they're paving that. You know, Anstead is going to boom. You know, because they have so much. Uh, stuff there that you can put businesses and stuff in that's like the Fayetteville you're going to have all these Fayetteville satellites you know that are going to Golly Bridge has massive potential there's there's Airbnbs beside the river and in, in, in Golly Bridge right now take advantage of that for God's sake put th- some things up for those people you we know need those city folks money and then whenever they we lull them into a, a sense of false security and we fucking kill them right I mean we shouldn't and have sent them the air but, their know. souls and then, we, I'm, then I'm, we become the monster from the upside down. There, that's that's the whole idea. Rawr! Eat a lifesaver. <laughs> um, no, I'm not, that's that was my last one. But I just, I'm, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for this area. So, I'm excited too. <clears throat> I'm excited that um, there's going to be more people, which means more money. Which means more people complaining. We might have to start going out and like hitting some spots. Find like, some hoes? No. I'm just talking about going out and like. I need some hoes. Boats and hoes. I got to get this dick wet, son. <laughs> nice. It's, it's I can nice. imagine trying to date somebody. I'd be so annoyed. I'm so used to being by myself and I like it. I'm, I'm not lonely. Yeah. I would. I'd get lonely if I was drinking. But I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Start sending out dick pics on Tinder. But I can't imagine trying to uh, date some 27-year-old. Absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. Can't stand to hear the bitch talk. Gee, wonder Almost not worth single. it. Almost not worth it. <laughs> Almost not worth getting my dick sucked. Yeah. I'm just talking about going out. Like, there's literally, every time I've driven out to Fayetteville, like, there's a new business in there. There's a, just a takeout place called the takeout place. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's doing quite well. There's um, the place that's in my dad's old law office, the uh, the Lost Appalachian uh, Trading Company or something like that. Looks tremendous. They're slapping a new there. disc golf course up at the uh, the old high school. The, yeah, the, and they're the turning that into a frou frou fucking like hotels. Yeah, that's going to be fucking tremendous. You know, the, I love the fact they're going to keep the shell of the building and build inside of it. That's a brilliant fucking idea. Yeah. Tear, gut it all out. Those, the bones of those old buildings are great. Call it the schoolhouse. Good idea. I'm, I'm a business if I, if I had the money, the, the Altamont, that is like my, my fucking dream to be able to have enough money, buy that and turn it into a old style Tolkien-esque Hobbit fucking inn called the Green Dragon Inn. What's that would the, be fucking awesome. What's the Altamont? Awesome. Where is that at? It's up there beside the, uh, the Board of Education. It's this old hotel. It's got okay. a giant wraparound fucking porch. It's falling in. It's a ruin. But if somebody with, a, with, a, with, the, the, with the money and the drive could get a hold of it, it would be, yeah, God, it would be fucking gangbusters. It would just go over. I mean, there's no way it wouldn't. It looks yeah. like an old plantation house or something like that? A little bit, yeah. The Altamont. I want to Google that real quick. It's it's a it's a beautiful building. It's in Fayetteville. Yes, the grounds are beautiful. Like it's got a, lo- a bunch of uh, land and stuff behind it. Um, 
got nice hedges all the way around it and stuff. It's just going to be beautiful. I mean, it's if somebody would do something with it. I hope they don't just tear it down. But the, apparently the lady who wants to sell it, who, who, who is selling it, is asking like a ridiculous price. She's going to be seen as crazy until they somebody actually pays it, and they will. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? I get this for this up here, and I'm going to do this with oh, it? Fuck okay. yeah. Okay, I see this thing now. Yeah. Okay. So I could do something with that, definitely. It would be fucking tremendous, dude. The Board of Education buildings. Why do we need a Board of Education in Fayetteville? I mean, in Fayette County. We really don't have any fucking schools here. We have one. Well, two. We've got Oak Hill and fucking Midland Trail. It's wild yeah. that they close down Fayetteville. I know. It's wild. Fayetteville was a good school as much as I fucking hate to admit it, but it was a, it was a very good school. Um, just this area is, I'm, I'm really, the energy up there is great. I love going up there. I really hit it's me fucking, You could call it bustling. There was bustling. Yes. There was people both sides of the street lining the street when I went through Fayetteville this morning and mm-hmm. this afternoon about 4.30. All of them with coffee cups and they're looking yep. around. I'm like, that's Subarus like, everywhere. I was like, hey, Subes. Kayaks on top. Subes. Yeah. I gave them the, the Subaru <laughs> fist pump, whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah, we all do it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was the first really nice day of uh, spring so far. A person pulled up and their license plate in front of me to park and it said Maine. I was just like... <laughs> What are you doing here? I was like, did you go yeah. to buy Haba? <laughs> Maniacs. <laughs> Leafas. <laughs> God, yeah. when the fucking leaves start changing, can you imagine that? Oh, that madness. Boy. It's going to be nuts. The best place in the country to be for that. Absolutely. Right here. And maybe three hours around here. Can you imagine that first direction? group of people who drive down that mountain just to go for a drive and discover Golly Bridge and Glen Ferris? Can you imagine the dollar signs are going to fucking appear above their heads? Well, imagine them driving out on a road with curves coming down the mountain. Like, well, I don't know what to do in this situation. And then the locals just speeding by. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing? <laughs> like blind curves. Idiot. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just going right through. Because I've done that. Like, I've started cutting curves in front of, like, go around people. And they're just like, that guy's a fucking maniac. I'm like, no, just a local. No, he has a sixth sense <laughs> about what's coming. He knows that there's nothing coming right he's now. A, he's a West Virginia Golly Mountain driver. He's done this so many times. Eyes closed. Uh, Somersville's going to be a satellite off of, fuck yes. off of Fayetteville. It's got Somersville Lake on it for fuck's yeah. sake. It's already booming. They've already, but they always have. There's always people from all over the place there. Exactly. Um, that I don't know how much time you've spent in Somersville, but it has a very beach town vibe. It does. Uh, yeah, it, it always really does. has had. Everybody's wearing flip flops mm-hmm. during the summertime. Everybody's got sunburns. Richwood. Richwood's in line. Richwood could. Yeah. It's a beautiful shell of a town. Like, it, it could really... I'm talking shell because there's not a lot in it left. They've, yeah, well, they put a nice draining, drainage system in, so it shouldn't that shouldn't happen again. But, but it's just... It, it could really be something. They have a nice downtown area that's, like, very vertical, where you could put a bunch of cool little things. And, you know, I, I just... I, I'm... I'm, we're, we finally lucked out. I feel like we finally have lucked out after years of just getting beaten to our fucking knees around here. And finally we have something to look forward to. So I'm, I'm imagining my old age and being like, and, and there's going to come the moment we're going to be like, man, you remember what this place was like before all this got here? And we're flying around and flying cars. <laughs> That's never going to happen. How would that work? The same way you would do, uh, planes only you would have to have like they'd just be air roads yeah they would have to guide along a certain path because then you'd have to 
then you'd have one that was faster and one that was slower. It'd be really it real simple to do, you know. And, and they would they almost have to be computer driven cars because you can't really have that many people in cars flying around independently. You're going to have crashes. You're going to have to have grids that they can only fly on. We got a few. We're a few years away from most cars being sold being self driving. Probably fifteen. Sure. I'd say most. But of that's them. coming. Oh, it's definitely that, that's coming. inevitable. The so. Teslas are pretty good right now. Yeah, they're pretty. They're just good. able to be hacked. Yeah, which is terrifying. It is. Our cars are also be able to be hacked. That's a fun thing to think about. Nice. I said, as I say, said earlier that the CIA is a bunch of idiots. <laughs> well, we'll just take care of that. Well, they know I'm joking. Sure, they do. I'm kidding. I, I love the CIA. I, I love all the dark operations that our U.S. government does. I love them. God, you kidding me? You, I love that they sold crack in the eighties. Are 80s. you kidding me? Are you kidding? How much potable water, water do you have, Monsoon? Let me tell you something, Monsoon. <laughs> I can see Jesse Ventura coming here and loving it. Oh, Jesse Ventura, I would love, love this it. place. It's like Minnesota without all the snow. <laughs> but the winters, I think. I want to shake your hand. <laughs> I love when he called out Jesse Waters was going to kill him. I don't know who that is, but it sounds he was, great. He was a he's this fucking frat boy, pop collar cunt that works on fucking Fox News. He used to be on the five. He's always got this shit eating smirk on his face. He got up and tried to hit Jesse Ventura with the question about he should apologize to Chris Kyle's widow. If they'd have been outside, Ventura would have killed him. Jesse Ventura, he's getting he's up a there seal. In age. He's a fucking he's, a, he's and this an was, original seal before they were called the seal. right. And he's a, and he, this was years ago. He wasn't that old, quite that old. Yet. Yeah, he's probably in his late. 50s he looked at him and he's just like, I was just like, dude, you hit him, a bitch, hit him, please, God, hit him. You know, it's like Jesse Ventura rules. He's a he's a surfer. great wrestler, yes. great commentator, great actor. Yeah, for the movies he was in, sure. He, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't want to see him on stage doing Hamlet for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's like a giant Roddy Roddy. Piper. He's awesome. How did how were they never in a movie together? I know, right? How good would that have buddy been? cop comedy? Yeah, let's bring him back for a movie with The Rock. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. That would be great. He's like the, he's like the um. We're we're doing some story breaking right here. Uh, the Rock is coming into the covert operations. He's an old guy too. No. Yeah, but he looks like like he's 35. I know. Um, And Jesse Ventura is the leader. He's the trainer. He's, he's the one that toughens you up to get you out there. He's going to have to have a bottle of Maalox. Yeah. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. (laughs) Just constantly, (laughs) constantly switching between whiskey and Maalox. (laughs) Like my grandfather did. That's not a bullshit story, by the way. And for a fun uh, little quirk, he's always slipping a coin. Always just a quirk. It never gets mentioned. He's always slipping a coin. Or just let him pick his little I, quirk. I think we should try to get Dutch Schultz if he's still alive to be. Dutch Schultz, who's that? The I guy, like his name. I sent the fucking clip to you with fucking Oh, Barry Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen is being Gene losing it. Just just have to walk off camera. Oh God, because he's such a professional and he's seen such crazy shit and that broke him up. It had to be something, you know, I was looking for a woe man. He sat through fucking Randy Macho Man Savage putting creamers all over him for fuck's sake. It didn't break up. Oh, fuck. Where is that? Right here. I'm going to play that for the people in case they haven't heard it yet. If I can find it real quick. Cream of the crop. Play this one here. Barry Schultz. Not Barry Schultz. Dave. 
you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he should get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you all, Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. Hold you him know I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people. A lot of homophobia in this, woman, in this. Baby. It was the late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Uh, when men were men and sheep were scared. Ah, uh, God. Uh, <clears throat> you done with favorite things? Yeah. I mean, I pretty much mentioned them all. Got to hang out with the boys and play disc golf all day. That's a pretty good day. It's a pretty good Saturday for this guy. Sure. Um, after work this week, I've been going and playing at a place called Little Creek Park, which has a really cool soapbox derby track. Really? Yeah. It's really nice. nice. Yeah. It's got a nice little course there. I went three over both days, which is not great, but it's good for a guy like me. I'm okay with it. Um, I did shoot even earlier there a few weeks ago. Par. Yeah. Yeah. But we do what we do, and we move on. Got to have a short memory in this sport. You know what I mean? Um, playing music, doing the music thing, getting that going, and uh, liking the direction that it's heading in, and uh, being stoked about being able to literally do whatever we want. There you go. Um, and having a uh, J-Mo who's just, he'll just do whatever you want. He'll just... Especially whenever we get going, I'm going to have him doing some stupid things on synthesizers and shit because I can't play them. So I'm just going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sing what I want the synthesizer to do. And now you do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, you could even do a song that way where you just do that and then the synthesizer does what you Actually, think. what we probably can do is I. Talk box? Talk box or um, you can switch put my voice into a MIDI controller and then change change like, my voice to strings. Violins. Like you did on uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, I don't know what we're going to do about drums. Drums are a hard thing. Neither of us can really play them, but we'll figure something out. We'll, we can do MIDI drums and do that. Um, that's what we did with my last one. John played drums on keyboard. Mm. Um. I'm excited that the Batman comes out on Monday on HBO. I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home from work, probably. Um, that new Stranger Things trailer's got me shaken up a little bit. Fuck, man. Very frightening. Yeah. It's a horror show. Uh, and I uh, forgot to mention uh, the new Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange trailer. It's going to be fucking, dude, that movie's. I'm pretty sure Deadpool's going to be in it. Pretty sure he's going to be in it. It looks like a horror movie, which is that's what you said Sam Raimi was Absolutely. I mean, and, I, and Ash from the Evil Dead is going to be in it, too. I'm pumped for that. And he's going to be Ash? I think what they're going to do, if I was going to do it, is Ash would be in it, and I'll be sitting in the cabin or something like that, or I'll be sitting in that awful medieval world he got transported to, and it'll be like the Nepr- Necronomicon will be part of the magic, and somebody will grab it. He'll be like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Because they might not actually be able to say. What they should do is have Deadpool running through and grabbing it. Yeah. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> I'll be taking that. <laughs> have you watched either of those uh, Ryan uh, 
Ryan Deadpool guy, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, and that guy's movies, Free Guy or uh, whatever the one is about time travel. No, good times. I'm sure. I'm sure. Good times. I the like Ryan Reynolds. Um, I like. I Wayne. remember him from Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. Yeah. I like uh, that was a fine sitcom. Uh, I don't Let's not. <laughs> it was a fine late '90s sitcom. I had a good time. Yeah, there's a lot of saying "Don't go there" and all that fucking crap. They start. I love that. the fact where Simpsons makes fun of that. He's like the new show, "Don't go there." Yeah. <laughs> and then a guy pops up, "Don't go there." <laughs> that was a big thing. Back then. <laughs> that just happened. Marge says they say the writing snap crackles and pops. <laughs> They make so fun of so much TV. <laughs> oh, it deserves to be lampooned. Oh, shit, dude. When there's like one time he's getting ready to turn on, Dad, no, it's TJF. And he's running to try to knock it out of his hand. <laughs> he's like trying to turn it off. That was the big, uh, we've talked about it before, the uh, workaholics. They had a hack board. And they had a board with all these hack things that you do. Like if something <laughs> bad happens, you say, well, that turned out well. Did they do an episode where all they did was that? They might have. That would be great. That's a great show. But they never wanted to be hack. They they never wanted to do that. And, man, there was lots of shows, movies, lots of things like that that were very- Marvel was getting ready to stray into that territory. Uh, but they did it so good because everybody's so likable. Well, you can't, you, you can't assemble a group of actors like that and it not work. Yeah, they're all like in the hands of other actors. Unless they're phoning it in, exactly. In the hands of other actors, it wouldn't have been as good. Like the bits, the the comedy bits on Marvel were good. They were funny. Even the little quips. That's that's some of the things that people don't like. I don't like little quips, but the quips back and forth were good. Like I was just like, I, I've watched it with some members of my family who are overly critical. And like, ah, I'm like, man, come on. I was like, it, it's a comic book movie. It's going to have that stuff in it. Yeah. If you can do it skillfully, it's fine. You know, you have to, you have to understand when it's done skillfully, you know? Um, but in things like Shang-Chi started to get not so skillfully. Yeah. Well, boy. <laughs> Shit like that. Yes. Like, I haven't watched that one since. And I don't, <sighs> I don't dislike I, any of the people in that. I don't either. Um, and it had moments that were great. It was a fun yeah. kung fu movie. I can't wait to see She-Hulk. Apparently, Seems like it's going to be apparently, cool. Apparently, Tim Roth is talking about how much he thinks the girl playing She-Hulk is great. So She's very sexy. I know that. I can't wait to see her jacked form, what, what they what they make her look like. I wonder if they put her on a weightlifting. No, program. I mean, it's going to be CGI. CGI or up. So. That's fine. Um, I'm excited that you finished your screenplay. That's one of my favorite things. Awesome. Thank you. Um. I got to hold the uh, baby this morning. That was kind of cool. And she was, she laughed at me and I made fart sounds in her face and might've given her COVID, but I don't think I have COVID. So I probably didn't. Um, she laughed at the fart sounds, but Aaron, and I didn't think to do it cause it's not my baby. He grabbed her and he picked her up way up to the ceiling and she started busting laughing. Really? I was like, Oh, I should have did that. Uh, <laughs> I wanted that laugh. That would, that gets me. <laughs> it's not my baby. Can't do it. Yeah. Yet. I get so nervous when, I mean, I, I wasn't nervous to do it with Annie really because she, you know, I was going to pretend like I dropped her. but was like, but what if I actually do drop her while oh, pretending? God. <laughs> Dropping somebody's kid, even if, I mean, it, of course it's an accident, but you can't come back from that. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. I wasn't even going to, but uh, like if they were looking away, I go, Oh God. But I was like, no, I can't would do give it. Because there's going to Elena have a fucking heart attack. She would. <laughs> she stared at me the entire time I was holding. Her. Of course she did. <laughs> um, 
Elena looks great right now. They've been working out, I think. They're Good. they're doing low carb. Aaron still looks like shit, but that's just mostly because he looks like a gay Grizzly Adams. <sighs> Let that sit. Grizzly the Bear Adams. <laughs> <laughs> His hair is wild right now. I know it's been I know, a, just a, only been a couple weeks since you've seen him, but yeah. it is it is all he said he can't cut it because the baby will not recognize him. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen the videos of the guy, the people, guys cutting their beards and the kids just bawling? I felt so bad for those kids. And they get mad. Like one one little girl hit her dad because he's like, it's me. And she started grinding. No, it hit him. And, you know, just like, oh, I felt so, it's seeing little kids get their hearts broken is the worst thing. It's so bad. Um, Barry season three. Have you have you watched Barry yet? You're going to love it. Um, That's coming out. I'm. It's one of my favorite things. I don't really have that much. Just regular week, busting my ass and playing disc golf and doing music crap. There you go. It's pretty dope. I'm doing a pretty, I'm doing a pretty good life here. Yeah. I'm, I just need somebody to throw my dick in every now and then. Things will be pretty good. Sure. But I don't want to spend money on them because I don't have much of that. Yeah. I kind of need all that I make to survive this stupid life that I'm doing. All these stupid things that I'm doing. One of my favorite things, there's a, th- a Twitter thread. I read by a trans man. Uh, a trans man was born, it was assi- assigned to female at birth, but decided they were a man, or they felt like they were a man, so they mm-hmm. became a man. And what it was talking about, she, he was talking about was how, like, and this person passes. Nobody at work knows, and none of his friends know. And he was talking about how he tries to have deep heartfelt conversations with his guy friends about like how tough things are and anxiety and stress. And they're just like, yeah. So what's the big deal? This is life. And they're like, but I want to talk about it and try to work things out. And they just want to watch the game. And everybody responding to that is like, well, that's being a man. That's you what take you, it. that's what you signed up. For. You take it right. and you move forward. Right. <laughs> Like Bill we Burr don't said, <laughs> push your feelings down. Act like you got some fucking answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is, that is the thing that you transition to. Sure. And I guess you never get rid of that part. I guess. No, it's rough. What a rough thing to go through. Then just to try to hang out with the bros and you're trying to be all serious and, and they're just calling you a fag. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sucks so bad. It does. I'm glad I don't have that thing. That make made that would make somebody want to switch all that terrible shit that you have to go through, and then all your buddies are like, "Gay." Anytime <laughs> you try to be serious, right. <laughs> I'm trying to play 2K here. Just shut up. <laughs> uh, most men live lives of silent desperation, folks. It's a welcome to equality. Some of the best quotes in history. Yeah. My favorite one by him is uh, public public disapproval is a petty tyrant com- compared to personal disapproval. Amen. That's like that line from Rick and Morty whenever everybody starts booing him. Don't boo me. Your booze me no- your booze mean nothing to me. I've seen what makes you cheer. Yeah. That is a dude, great line. That is Rick a is great fucking awesome. Line. Yeah, it is. I was like, oh, dude, I felt that so many times. I've him. never had the words to say it. He's Rick is like, I like the <laughs> fact that they go below the surface there and, you know, yeah. really get into the character of the thing. My favorite episode, though, is when the uh, 
all the crazy characters because they have that parasite come in. They're feeding on their brain waves. So all those crazy characters pop up. Sleepy Gary, Pencilvester, Amish <laughs> <laughs> Cyborg, and Meat Samurai. It's just like such ridiculous shit. Your booze mean nothing to me. I've seen what makes you cheers. Something that I've wanted to say so many times when I'm on stage and somebody is like, why don't you play something a little bit more upbeat? That's the that's happened to me one time at Chimney Corner, and I started playing "Not for You" by Pearl Jam and staring directly at the old fat lady that was saying that to nice. me. Nice, good for you. Oh man, that was a good moment. It's a Rosa Parks moment. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't compare myself to. No, you know what I, mean. <laughs> I do. Know well, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> where, uh, you, where you have to sit there and take it, and then you just say, "I'm not going to take that anymore." We'll call it a twisted sister moment. I never, uh, never take it from the audience. Mm. I don't take it. They're not. They're not open yet. I wonder if they're going to open it I don't know up. if somebody's got it yet or not. No, it's it was open last year. I know it was open last year, but they kind of just go between owners or people renting it or whatever. I don't think – I think that they were in for the long haul. I just think they were doing some stuff to it and haven't opened back they up yet. They put pillars up down at the lower area <laughs> there. It looks like they're going to try to awning in the entire thing. Yeah. So maybe that's just not being completed yet. I'm pretty sure. I think they're going to – Oh, uh, apparently the new uh, secret sandwich will be done by bread today. Jesus. It's going on, going in at the same spot, too. Isn't it? Yeah. That's but they, but they said they're not going to build the Grove back. <sighs> yeah, that bummed me the fuck out. It's the best music venue in the area. Exactly. Maybe he's going to put a better music venue area or something. In it. I don't Maybe know. he'll put one somewhere. I don't know, man. It's such a cozy little fucking building, and it was it was awesome. It had a great feel. It sounded so good in there. The only place I've seen, I've been to, and played at that sounds as good as the Empty Glass. Mm. For some reason, the Empty Glass sounds amazing. Don't know what it is. God, it might a- be the equipment, but I've been there. I played there in the early 2000s, and it sounded amazing then. Might be the sound guy. Such a garbage little building. Such dude. a piece of shit, yeah, but, but my God. I mean, it's just bars on the windows and shit. Everybody that you've ever liked has played there, I bet. In the last 30 years. Sure. Willie Nelson might not have played there. Johnny Cash definitely didn't, but REM's played there. REM played there? Yeah. After the mountain stage, they went over and played in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. Um, That's crazy. What? Jason Isbell. Pearl Jam? No. 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 They never came to West Virginia at all, as far as I know. As soon as they they got together, six months later, they're the second biggest band in the world. That's fucking nuts. Um. Somebody from Pearl Jam might have played there in another band. Dave Grohl played there in when he was in Scream. Really? Yeah, he was in a hardcore band before Nirvana called Scream because he was from DC. Right. So he probably knew about the. That's glass. part of the tour. Yeah. Right. Um, Isbell's played there. Uh, Sturgill probably. Definitely Tyler Childers. Um, pretty much anybody that's been on the come up in the last thirty-five years has ended up playing at the Empty Glass at some point. Hmm. I was hoping the the Grove would open back up so we could. Uh, the guy apparently who owns it really loves punk bands. I was going to try to get in his oh, ear yeah. and be like, "Hey, man, we got a national park here now. Maybe we can get people like Bad Cop, Bad Cop, or you know, somebody like that to come here and play." And like, yeah. they're not they're not so big that that would be out of the realm of possibility. No, I would, I'm surprised they're not playing at the Glass, something like that, right? You know, well, they're a California band, so it's kind of you know, uh, but yeah, they had to play CBGB. Yeah, if they're coming on the East Coast, they'd have to drive if, unless they got flying money, which most of them I doubt do. I don't think. They don't so strike me as that kind of They're band. coming up the East Coast. Usually, they, they're on Fat Records, though. So Fat Records is a fairly big label. 
Usually what they do, a stop in West Virginia is between two other stops, and it's kind of made at the last minute. Right. Maybe two weeks in advance or something like that. So, Well, fucking Dropkick Murphy's played Snowshoe. Yeah. I mean, that's... That was like a festival, though. We need a I, festival. Was it? What we should do is organize a punk rock festival. That would be great. Yeah. We could get jerks to headline it. Well, not if we're getting bigger. No, no, I'm saying they could be like the band that's like the... The, the local headliner. Yes. We'll call them that. I'll get in uh, John Will Shatter. I wonder if they do At first, they would, definitely. We could make... You try to make it a every year thing, and then, you know, a local... Then it becomes a big thing. I, that's not out... Man, I'm telling you. With There's the, plenty of places. With, with Fayetteville blowing up like it is, that is not outside the realm of possibility at all. There's going to be a a big music venue up there sooner or later where lots, where, where lots of famous people will come. That's going to happen. There's a Mountain Music Festival over at Ace. Yes. Um, I'm not sure who's playing this year, but I saw Tyler Childers there, and that was huge. Yeah. I don't know how many people were there, but you were shoulder to shoulder with smelly hippies. Neat. Pretending to like country music. <laughs> and I don't, one time, I don't she, think they were pretending. I mean, I Tyler time, Childers pretty great. Tyler Childers won a uh, Americana Award. And uh, he got up, and his speech was like, my name's Tyler Childers, and I play country music. I don't know how y'all let some hilljack sneak in the back and get one of these awards, <laughs> but thank you very much. And he just kind of walked away. <laughs> um, I would like to see us be synonymous with more than country music, though. I mean, if you could get that, it could be a thing. Like, you know, word of mouth, like the punk rock groups. Like, have you heard of this punk rock show in, in West Virginia? You got to be on this thing, you know. You, you would have to pack the house. You would have to get enthusiastic fans. That's where you'd have your stumbling block. I can't find 50 people around here who know who Bad Cop, Bad Cop is. You know, it would just, it would be tough. And I would hate for them to show up here and nobody come. That would be so fucking mortifying, you know. You'd have to get somebody bigger to headline the Melvins, but the Melvins, I think the Melvins are playing in Ohio next week. Sure. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody that everybody recognizes. Mm-hmm. Blink 182. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't play here. No, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, Shine Down. Oh, fuck. They probably I'd rather not see anybody. <laughs> uh, I think we're done here. We've done an episode. We're good to go. Good sewed. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. Think Got to go work in the AM. Yeah, let's go out to the old theme song, shall we? Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Meow, 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 meow.